Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the TFC Audio Project. On this episode of Health Conversations, Jeff Schub is back for another round and we talk about mental health, nutrition, and we talk a bit about the foot nerd program and what it has been like for him uh, so far as one of the first 25 foot nerds admitted to the program in February 2019. This episode of the Audio Project is brought to you by our newest sponsor, the Roasters Pack. Our team at TFCHQ are big fans of coffee, and this Canadian company provides a unique subscription service that delivers you three awesome coffees to your door each month and gives you the story behind each of the craft roasters that the beans come from. You can check out theroasterspack.com and use the code FOOT at checkout, and you'll get 7 bucks off your first, first month of any subscription, uh, which start at 27 a month, all in, including shipping and taxes. So it's a pretty good deal. Um, it's less than a dollar per coffee per day. And with that foot discount, you get it for you get your first month first month for twenty bucks. This episode is also sponsored by our travel partner, Nanook Protective Hard Cases, which we use to transport electronics and equipment to and from our seminars and workshops. They keep our electronics safe during travel. They make super high quality hard cases that protect your stuff during travel. Um, and you can check out their cases at nanuk.com. Nanook.com. That's it for ads today. So let's dig into this episode. I really enjoyed having a conversation with Jeff and I uh, hope you enjoy and get some information out of this as well. It's the TFC Audio Project. It's a collective effort. Help people understand their bodies starting at the feet are the gateway for people to see that there's an issue. You know, a foot conversation is always a whole body conversation. Hey folks, Nick here back for another episode of Health Conversations. Today is round two with Jeff Shub. Jeff is uh, the first time I spoke to him on Health Conversations. We were in Miami. He had invited me there. We did a seminar. And this time he came to Ottawa. We invited him somewhere a little bit colder and <laughs> have done our best to give him uh, a bit of a different experience from um, from what he's probably used to. So anyway, Jeff, thanks for coming back. Uh, I don't even know where to start. It's I've been here for a little less than a week. Yeah. And it's been transformative, I think, is the <laughs> word I would choose. Okay, cool. Well, we'll cover some of the... So today's topic is kind of threefold. We're going to talk a bit about mental health. We'll talk about nutrition. And then Jeff is one of the first 25 foot nerds of our program for this year. So we wanted to quickly chat about the foot nerd program, his first impressions, and just some stuff that we've covered over this past week to, to talk about future the future pathway for, for what the foot nerd is, what it can become, and um, and just the concept because it is something very, very interesting and something TFC is going to be focusing more and more on. So maybe the first part is <laughs> how many days had you been here before we went went for uh, a river dip? Uh, the river dip was on Friday. Right. And I arrived on Tuesday. Yeah, so, so he arrived on Tuesday, but in all fairness, we only gave you about a we. We decided the day before, I believe, right? The evening you? before. So in Canada right now, it's um, transitioning out of winter. It's still a bit brisk, although to Canadians, now it feels nice and warm compared is, to what we're used cold. to. It is cold. It's <laughs> cold. Uh, and it's about two degrees Celsius. And we decided to go for, uh, you know, the office is actually near a, a part of the Rideau River. And there's a launch that we usually use for paddleboarding. So we decided to take Jeff for a dip into cold water and, and be his... Was that the first time you had done anything really cold, like cold exposure-wise? Well, cold exposure, I, I, I guess I thought I did on a weekly basis, <laughs> but I guess I, I discovered a new level uh, on this trip. But I was, I was, I was, I was scared. Mm -hmm. I, I was, scared. I posted about this when I, when I threw up a picture of it. But like, 
I have done cold plunges almost on a weekly basis, but to go to a body of water that's basically at freezing temperature. Where do you usually do? Or do you go to the Russian Turkish baths? Is that the baths? Okay. Yeah, you do. It's probably that water must be like 55, 60 degrees okay. Fahrenheit, which yep. I guess would be around 12. I'm not sure. Something like that. That conversion always messes me up. We should know it by the end of this weekend. So, And even <laughs> when we went to Nordique, the coldest one was 50. Nordique. So yours is pretty... <laughs> Shout out to Nordique in Chelsea, Old Quebec, or... Um, in old Chelsea, rather, that place is... No matter where in the world you're from, yeah. you got to go see Nordique. See, I that saw that place. tagline on it when I looked at the website. It said, like, one of the top-ranked spas in North America. And I was like, wow, that's... I knew this place was good, but you don't see the rest of the world, right? You don't know, but from your perspective, it was legit, eh? It was... Uh, I texted this to somebody earlier today. I said it was the best and the worst experience I've ever had <laughs> because... It was I it was blown away, but now anything else will just yeah. fall short. It's hard it to would, go up from there. It's it's not possible. So let's talk about like okay, so the first topic kind of group, let's talk about mental health. And I think, you know, that river plunge, a lot of people just look at it as something that's silly. They're like, Oh yeah, why would you do that? And and I don't think very many people look at cold exposure as an element of mental health. But in my, in my opinion, it very much is. What do you think about that? For me, the exposing myself to cold really has very little to do with what it does to my body as much as it has to do with what it does to my mind. Yeah, me too. And my brain and just the entirety of my being gets it it gets pushed. And you know, we talked about we've talked about this and when you are voluntarily walking towards something, mm-hmm that you know you know is going to challenge you your mind or you know the untrained mind will try to stop you it'll try to it'll it'll do everything possible to stop you from doing it mm-hmm. um and the the mind is a funny thing it's it's sort of a, this negative evolutionary a lot of people would argue it's a negative evolutionary trait that is just it's that deep brain like wanting to just be protected and reserved and you know relaxed at all times well it's only negative in light of the fact of how we've engineered modern society right it's 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 a it works to our detriment a lot of times in the modern age but take away you know whatever even a couple thousand years it was it is evolutionary it is positive it's It's, a good thing it's a mismatch now today Um, but yeah, so, you know, this, everything about meditation and mindfulness, which, you know, are the, are the big conversations of mental health these days. Yeah. I think it all comes down to quieting that, that mind, that, that mismatched mind, the mind that's trying to pull you away from taking risks and from exploring new ideas, new Mm -hmm. ways of being and you just have to figure out how to set that those thoughts and that mind aside mm-hmm. and sort of or acknowledge them but still take them into consideration but be like 
I got to look at all corners of, of, of the pyramid here instead of just taking the superficial first feeling I get or my first reaction to something, evaluate and say, okay, I know this part of my brain makes me go straight there or gives me these heuristic shortcuts where it's like instead of processing it, we just react because that used to be a good thing. And trying to just be the observer and be like, okay, what are the other sides of this? What other perspectives can I take before I make a decision or before I scrap something off as silly? It's like fully fully allow yourself to explore the options but but that you know of course you have to sort of acknowledge that it's happening in order to create a strategy mm-hmm. to set it aside yeah if that makes sense like yeah um i forgot where it was that that they talked about it but they talked about um sort of as if you were a fish in the water and you looked up and you saw ripples right in the water that's kind of like your thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And you just you don't you don't really know where they're coming from, right? You just see them going by, and so you get really agitated by them. But if you can understand the source and where they're coming from, then you can start to understand why they're happening and just take the steps that you need to separate yourself from them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Creating space. And even at our retreat in Costa Rica, the uh, a guy came in and he was, his thing was sound healing. But he said the whole thing about sound healing is creating space between the mind, the physical body, and the self. And that, when he first said it, I was like, ah, I don't really understand that. But by the end, he kept talking about it. And I won't do it justice by trying to explain it. But he basically just said, space. Create space between the body you react with and the mind that you evaluate things with or your sense of that's a perfect way of putting it. It's still a bit of an abstraction to me, but creating space. That's powerful. Yeah, like, you know, there, I'm sure everybody has experienced this or you have a moment in your life where your brain is saying, stop, 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 stop. But your body just keeps moving, mm-hmm. right? Like you just keep moving forward and you like you, you, you harness control. You take control and that's, what it's really all about, you know, when I I brought it up yesterday that it's sort of like a child throwing a tantrum, right? You acknowledge that he's doing that or she is doing that. You talk about the mind. Right. Yeah. And if you just ignore it, it'll quiet down, mm-hmm. right? It'll It'll stop eventually. It's really hard to do and it's really annoying, but you can just keep moving and it'll quiet down it'll stop and that's the exact thing that you get when you're walking into a river you know is going to suck is going to be freezing it is not it seems like it's not something you should be doing your mind saying don't do this don't do this you can turn away at any time you're not forced to do this but just ignoring taking that into consideration and just saying yeah i don't i'm not going to listen to that because i know this is possible i have control over what i'm doing over my actions and you just keep walking into the suck and then but eventually not only does that like eventually the tantrum stops and that moment is weird yeah so it it, i think we can go back to bring or tie this back to the concept of you know the unconscious incompetence conscious incompetence right so you want to get to the stage where it is unconsciously competent yes where it's reflexive that's that so in the in in the terms of of facing a challenge, I think it's to get to the point where you enjoy the challenge. Mm-hmm. That's con- it, unconscious competence, right? But 
where where most of us are right or where we are right now is the conscious competence where we know that our what what our mind does and it's freaking out and we're just ignoring it mm-hmm. but the goal will be to eventually get to enjoying it mm-hmm. which is sort of i think i'm getting to that threshold right now where i see a challenge and i just say let's go i'm so ready i'm excited yeah i'm gonna see i want to see what it's like i want to put my body through it and if i fail that's okay right if the first time doesn't go well that's fine it's the first time it's like you're screening yourself it's like i wonder what my limit is Ooh, that was a low limit it's like perfect that's my starting point yeah now the work starts so many people will be faced with a situation for the first time and they'll do terribly at it and say you know what this isn't for me Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll just write it off, right? But it's your, it's your first time. Like you, you don't go into a yoga class and you know kick ass day you, one. You don't crush every pose in an advanced yoga class, right? Maybe for a while, <laughs> exactly. And that, you know that's that's. I think it's so such a big part of mental health. This whole concept of setting the right expectations and allowing yourself to fail. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you gotta put everything in context. You have to understand the moment that you're in, in the greater context of, you know, your life, the journey of life. And I see so many people just give up so many great activities and ways of being because mm-hmm. they just didn't do well. And just like if you, I suck at everything I do the first time. I know, but. I know. I, then I you have to, and it. you you just have to exactly. You have to reframe sucking at something as not, oh, I suck. It's not I suck at this. It's I suck at this right now. Exactly. And I know that if I work on this, it could be something super simple as well, right? Okay, I'm going to try and not eat, eat um, this sugary food that I always eat. The first time you do it, when you tried not to, it's okay to fail. You learn from it. Okay, what triggered my response to want to go to that? Oh, I walked through the grocery store. I went through that aisle. I'm going to try and not walk through that aisle next time. You got to learn. It's like this can be extrapolated to so many different things. Work. (laughs) Oh, I want to do that. I love doing this, but I have to do this to pay my bills. I tried doing that, but it didn't work. It's like, well, did you actually give it your full energy? Did you commit mentally to doing it? So one one of the best pieces of advice that I heard early on was that you should never take a job that you're qualified for. But there's a lot that comes along with that, right? Yeah. Because so expand on it. you're going to be pretty terrible at it to start. Mm-hmm. And it's that whole concept of fake it till you make it or fake it till you become it. Like you just got to show up every day, do the work, mm-hmm. and then you're going to look back one day and say, wow, like I can't believe that that was me before. Yeah. It, it's... Uh, we got that within one. So we went to the spa. They had hot and cold extremes. Shout out to Nordique. Good stuff. Um, and, and by the end of the day, what I noticed was the first time we all went to the cold, it was rough. Everyone was like, it's funny because this sense of community. So you go as a pod of four people and you're looking at the others for both the permission to exit, but also <laughs> yeah. the strength to stay in. <laughs> like it's it's so you notice that right like the first person gets up everyone's like okay perfect we're done but yeah. everyone looks around and if everyone else is calm we're like in your head you're like we're doing this together 
I'm not gonna be the I'm not gonna be the one to allow everyone else to exit. Yeah, and you know it's like it's powerful. The, the yeah, it's you know the sort of average of all the vibrational energy. I feel like, I feel that like there's this beyond body language. There's another level of communication where, where like you guys all sync up. You're like, okay, we're done. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and you see it. You can read it on other people's faces. Yeah. Uh, so okay, one thing I want to talk about is the back to the whole definition of mental health. I think. We talk about physical health. Being healthy does not mean just not having cancer or not being diseased. Being healthy means thriving and and being optimal, right? And I think mental health, people get into this thing where it's like, oh, I'm not depressed and I'm not anxious every day. I'm mentally healthy. And I think we have to expand the definition of mental health to be mentally optimal, right? Or, or, Or continuously, your mental health in 2019 is something that, Sad reality is, if you're not aware or working on it, you will start to become mentally unhealthy. This is just literally so many things are engineered in our life. Just like if we're engineered to sit in chairs because society revolves around chairs. We are engineered basically to be mentally unhealthy unless you're aware and willing to work on it. So being mentally healthy means more than being mentally ill. We need to just, I think that shift, that framework needs yeah, to be. not being mentally ill. Yeah. Because that seems like what some of the conversations are, and then you get you get both ends. Am I mentally? Am I depressed? No. Do I meditate? And then it's like, oh, I got to meditate every day for five hours. Like, no. Like small changes can improve your mental health. Yeah, I think you know. I think mental health is something that has to be exercised, just yeah. like the body. Yeah. Um, you have to take time and create the sort of protocols in your life to boost your quote unquote mental health or mm-hmm. to you know, maintain it and keep it healthy. I think we can use that whole protect, correct, develop concept from uh, from FMS mm-hmm. um, to great cook. from great to you know. I think we can apply it to mental health also. It's yeah. not. It's no different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, protect, take away those those situations or reframe those situations that are causing you undue stress and and you know troubling thoughts. Um, and Her- technology is a big one, right? Like, if you're comparing yourself to people on Instagram, the way that it looks like they're living in their life, their appearance, you have to recognize that comparing yourself to these very um, structured and planned out profiles or something like that. This is, a, this is a big problem, I think, is people are like, oh, I want this car. They look at cool stuff or they look at people that look like they live an amazing life. When it, it, in reality, and I think there was a Netflix documentary about this, those people really aren't healthy a lot oh, yeah. of the time. Oh yeah, bad, majorly. But so that's protect. Protect yourself from things that you eventually have to try and recognize as. Mm, I don't know if this is really good for my mental health, or I don't know if this relationship is good for my mental health. It's like protect yourself from the bad stuff. Yeah, and then and then I think you know correct is that is that part where you sort of reframe, mm-hmm. right? You sort yeah. of you change the the language, change the conversation, change the approach. And then there's where you change, you know, the way that you feel or, um, I think relationships are under there too. Correct the status of certain, like create or, or rekindle relationships to make sure you have support. I don't, I don't know if that goes in that category, but that's a big part. I mean, yeah, we'll have to, th- this is sort of ad lib, but yeah, we'll have to process that a little bit more and. You know, as we dig into well, develops definitely go in a cold river. That fits into the develop. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, that's that's challenge yourself in order to get stronger, right? That's mental, that's, that's mental strength training, exactly. Yeah. So. 
And progressive loading applies to that too, folks. Don't just go into a, <laughs> yeah, a river don't. at two degrees. Start with a slightly cold shower every day. This is how I started. I did a cold shower for five breaths. Then I did the absolute limit of cold for five breaths, then 10 breaths, then 30 breaths. And then eventually you're like, okay, I need to do start doing more of my shower. And, go. and you just like, some days it sucks. Some days half cold is like, oh man, this sucks way more than usual. Yeah, like we were just outside in the little colder, a little rainy. And yeah. I was like, ugh. Plus, yeah. we're fasting, so that's we can get into that later. Yeah, how the body responds to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, with relationships, human relationships and mental health, it's it's crucial. The human is a, is a social being, and if left alone, totally alone for long enough, you'll go you'll go nuts because you need your brain needs to communicate with other with other humans you need mm-hmm. to do it it's part of just it's like if you if like if you lay, if you laid in bed every day what would happen to your body if you were in a room by yourself for that for like extended period of time you would go crazy well isolation isolation is the is the oldest form of torture right like when you do a when you do a boo-boo in prison they send you to somewhere that's the worst that they can think of which is in a dark room with little light and no one to talk to that is like that is so yeah, yeah we 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 need we require social relationships and social interaction in order to be mentally healthy the problem is i don't think we're getting all the same features of communication through when communicating through the internet as we do when we communicate to another person where you're you're close to them you're in proximity to them you can read their intonation their facial reactions you're speaking to you're having conversations beyond language when you speak to someone in person mm-hmm. right touch Obviously. physical touch all that kind of stuff so another thing is like positive outlook on life. I think that's a big part of whether that's a barometer or whether that's an actual like big pillar of mental health is say something bad happens to you. Do you look at it as something that's a major negative and going to roll over and affect other things? Or do you look at it and you're like, okay, how do I, how do I make the best of this or whatever? That outlook is a huge like it's all overarching relative. shift for mental health. I think it's all relative. It's, I mean, it really, like, you, it's, it, it's the thing is it's very easy to be upset mm-hmm. or, or negative yeah negative it's easy there's so many opportunities to be negative right mm-hmm. and people just fall in so deeply into these states of being but you know and i don't even i don't even know how i arrived at this but and i think you you've seen it at this point there is virtually nothing that can make me really upset or that can that can be so negative that it will prevent me from seeing the positive side of it mm-hmm. and that's part of and the whole you know cold exposure it all feeds in also because i have programmed myself to to be excited about any situation because there's something to learn something to gain some way to grow Mm -hmm. in every situation there's something to take away there's some positive there's something positive to it i always say there's every every single event anything that happens has something negative about it and something positive there's always both and it's almost like a balance where it's almost always in balance the biggest negatives can also give you the biggest positives if you're willing to find it in there right and so it's your job to prioritize the positive and that's it because mm-hmm. it's all relative if you are so excited about the positive that the negative 
you know, kind of just sits there. That's great. Mm-hmm. And what you know, what do you what do you lose from that? Just from be that conscious mindset? that you Nothing. control shifting the balance to positive instead of negative. You always control the ability. And I heard someone say this once, and it was really good. It said, "Nothing is either good or bad. Everything is neutral until you affix a meaning to it." Yeah. So it is your at the end of the day, it is your decision whether something gets you upset or something makes you happy. And it's not to say block out the bad stuff, but just know it's there, but also recognize, oh, I, I can find this in this situation. I'm just going to focus on that because that's what long term, that's a way better thing to focus on. Yep. And then, you know, the last aspect of mental health is this whole thing about with connections, right? That like, again, Zach Bush talks about a lot and there's so much that goes into that, including how you eat, including... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's how you sleep, including the people around you, right? And we just have there just has to be like a little bit more mindfulness to how you live your life and the impact that that has on your emotions. Mm -hmm. People, a lot of people just are so disconnected from that concept that, and it's weird, right? Like we we know no one's taught about we know that food affects us that food affects our mood we know that the weather affects our mood right like it's the environment around you has a huge impact so you have to really look at everything study everything experiment life is an experiment you got to experiment with what around you is causing maybe causing more positivity or more negativity Mm -hmm. and start to make changes yeah surround yourself with people that feed into your positivity instead of feeding into negative negativity right or, or, or help the others around you recognize that as well it's not like you have to ditch everyone that's negative maybe you just have to have a conversation with someone and be like wow i used to think that way too now i think like this and it's way better yeah i mean we can go down the yeah the, that's a, the last thing i want to say about mental health is being able to have a sense of purpose i think you know most people have to work they need to make revenue in order to pay to live to buy food to have shelter or whatever so finding a sense of purpose especially in what you do for work and i think this is one thing we're trying to tap into with the footner program we'll talk about it more at the end but giving people a sense of purpose that can also allow them to live to give allow them to make an income to live the kind of what do you always call it your best life or your your truest life yeah, live your best life your do what you life. want to do yeah yeah but you know there, of purpose. course there is that but i a lot of times what i've noticed with people is when you find your purpose your that whole vision of your dream life totally changes mm-hmm. and you know it clarifies it for you i i think that you should we should look at the gap between where you are now and where your dream is cuz you can you can get closer to your dream but your dream can also come closer, can also meet you where you currently are, Ooh, that's right? Point. You can live your dream now. Mm-hmm. Like now, like literally tomorrow you could wake up and you could realize how lucky you really are for everything that's around you. Mm-hmm. And I, and that, 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 that become, could become your dream. It's true. Right. Like, it's all about that perception shift. Like we talked about bad or good. It's there's there's always so much positivity in everything that happens, and I am lucky enough that my brain goes looking for it. But that took work, also. It's not like you just woke up one morning and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to be it, positive." Yeah, it's like it you have to work, 
at recognizing you have to work on your mind over controlling where it wants to go because that is almost having that outlook based on our evolutionary brain is like a salmon swimming upstream this is not this yeah. is hard well, i, I think you know again there's there's a source of of why i became who i am and i don't know again why it is but i've always i've always sort of treated my myself and my my personality kind of like a race car right you take it around the track once you look at the look at the numbers look at how everything went make some adjustments do it again yeah every everything that i do i i experiment i test and i've i've probably gone through many different iterations or versions of myself over my lifetime because i'm constantly just trying to gain insight about myself whether it's my mind my body how it moves how it works just having a very clear understanding of what are the things that i can do to improve in all those in in all those different areas separately Mm -hmm. to just get to my highest tuned highest performance version of myself Mm -hmm. and that also includes the relationships right like how to create better relationships how to maintain better relationships how to and then and then at the core is just how to show more love and more appreciation Mm -hmm. yeah so let's get i think that was a good like little primer on because these are things that we've been talking about over the past couple days and i think it's good to get it out and and even just create a timestamp of how we're thinking of it right now because when we do on one on mental health and dig in fully after another years of another year of personal research and probably looking into it more on on not just from the personal side but learning about mental health right reading like how to sleep plan and mental health this the happiness hypothesis all these books that could be digested i want to see how our thinking has changed from now until then because it will change but it's almost cool to know where you're at every step of the way so i think it you right, say something? well it's the thing is it's not a destination right we're gonna keep yeah it's forever changing improving yeah um, but it'll be cool to see how it changes and how we describe our because this is all this is all this podcast really is is us describing our per- perspective as we learn and try and get better and better as time goes on whether that's in whatever realm of health that might be and it might be about feet or the body or mental health and nutrition whatever it's like documenting our journey and trying to put out a a conversation that delivers a snapshot of information so that everyone else can be on the same trajectory. Everyone can, it's like a software update for people to just learn. Okay. You know, learn, learn what we're learning as we go through this. Cause our, you know, we might have a bigger interest in learning about the body and health and wellness, but we want to just distill things and give it to people so that they can place it as they will. Next one up is nutrition. So Mike and I did a podcast about nutrition. By no means are we nutrition experts, but like Jeff said, every single time, like, I don't know if there's any other thing that you can, that race car going around the track, nutrition is a short track. So your ability to tune and update and retune your machine is very quick because you, okay, I eat something today, how I shit and feel tomorrow <laughs> tells me whether that was good. Like that's a quick loop, yeah. right? So it, I think nutrition is something that's relevant to, you don't have to be a nutrition expert to just want to talk about nutrition, right? We know how the body works. We experiment with ourselves. We see, we you just think logically. What is our body designed to process? And right now we're doing. So Jeff brought up a good point. And so this the same fear you showed when you were when we were going to go in the cold water. When you said let's fast for three days and mm-hmm. only drink water, I was like, oh, okay, okay, it's time for me to try a test. That's that's intimidating. 
Right. So it's again, I I really like this analogy that we're that we're running on with the with testing and like mm-hmm. like a car on track. Um, there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of nutrition advice, probably <laughs> even more than uh, workout advice. Yes, for sure. Um, What's the diet? None of them. I wish are, we had the None of the them are wrong, industry. and none of them are right. Yeah. Not there's only one that's right that you need to eat more natural. Other, but I other agree. than that, there's a lot of suggestions, and you are welcome to try. Try them. Try it. Exactly. If it. What do you have to do? I. I'll tell you that it. You know, at the end of the day, you're not going to get incredible results here or there more than you're going to get from eating natural food just going to natural food that you know where it came from and you know how it was made but give it a try i mean mm-hmm. you 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 might respond better to x food than y food you might you know but anyone that first of all if you want to know how to vet out the shitty advice anyone that says miracles are going to happen or you're <laughs> going to achieve exponential change in like one like one purchase of this bottle of pills or something like those are easy i think those are easy ones to vet out but you're right like because also everyone's body so all of our bodies might share the same machinery in terms of humans as a species but everyone has machinery that has been slightly adapted over their entire life based on what they ate Mm -hmm. so it's fine to say everyone is different we're really all very similar but we have been exposed to a different life so just know that what works for me might not work for Jeff, not because our bodies are different, but because what we've done with them is different. So the whole take on that is just prove it to yourself. Prove to yourself what works best and what makes you feel the best. Well, the the, the why we know this is true is that uh, most of the digestion of humans is actually done by bacteria and fungus or the, the gut flora, as they call the microbiome. Um it's done by these other things. It's not done by you, mm-hmm. right? And all of our uh, colonies of bacteria and fungus in our gut are unique because of the environment that we've exposed ourselves to. Um, it really has very little to do with your genetic profile. Mm-hmm. It has more to do with your environment and how you've interacted with it. If you've taken antibiotics a lot over your, the course of your life, if you've been in you know, more forests or in more rainforests, you know. Urban environments, very different, like a bunch of plants and trees and smells and pollens versus break dust. (laughs) Including, including who, who you spend time with. Yeah. Right. You're true. That's that sharing of, you know, sharing a cup of water, sharing, you know, eating from the same plate of food, which I think are incredible techniques to, diversify the flora in your in your gut um all that matters right and so you could probably create this like map web of gut flora profiles and everyone's would be a little bit unique and you'd create this whole grid Mm -hmm. right of or some sort of chart yeah and And the more you can cross pollinate with other people the more diverse the the bigger the family is inside your body that's helping you extract energy from food yeah exactly. and you're more bacteria than you are human in terms of like number of cells in your body it's pretty insane you are yeah orders of magnitude more bacteria or let's say other species than yeah. human 
So let's talk about even just the benefits of fasting at a superficial level. Because most people who say, oh, I'm fasting for three days, I'm only going to drink water. Most people are like, why are you doing that? It's the same thing. <laughs> most people will say, why are you going in cold water? And so yep. you got to try and get good at explaining, well, I want to explain this in a way that I can convey the value so much. I know this is good for you. I know this is good for people to do. How do I get this person to do something they clearly shouldn't want to do, but should learn enough to see the value of it? So the, so the benefits uh, in today's society, um, benefit number one, uh, just showing yourself that you're capable of mental health of doing this challenge. Yeah, you're capable of of quieting your mind and going for extended periods of time without eating. That's a huge one. Two, it's totally uh, rebuilding, recreating your relationship with food. Um, you you realize really quickly when you start fasting. You go, wow, I have been eating way too much because if I can go three days without eating a single thing whatsoever, then why do I need to eat every three or four hours? Maybe this was something that was created by a group of people who are, could profit off of the fact that you think that you need to eat more Hmm. and the obesity rates of, you know, two thirds of the American population. It's like, Something is clearly, clearly wrong. Yeah. You know? It illustrates a much deeper point about just our relationship with food, how food is the biggest, one of the biggest elements that are causing us to suffer yeah, health-wise. Absolutely. So the the one the thing that we need most is what, also what's causing us to be the most, crazy. the most sick. I never really looked at it from that perspective. Yeah. And so, you know, the last um, value point for fasting um not the last but the third is that your gut takes up so much of your body's energy on a daily basis and when you're feeding it all the time and just pumping food all the time your gut's always working you're taking all this energy and blood flow to an area of your body to process food all the time what if you took a break what if that system just shut down for a day or a couple days, and all that energy was allowed to be diverted over to your immune system to heal you, to you know your hormonal system to sort of reset all of those hormones, including the insulin, you know pathway. Which um, the 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 day I got here, um, a friend called me, and we had we've been friends for a long time, and he always sort of makes fun of me for all my healthy things and he calls me <laughs> he calls me green planet and um he's a type 2 diabetic i would take that he's, name he's yeah it's a fun, it's a good one he's a type 2 diabetic and i've always i've always sort of taken shots at him and his shoes and i say explain you, type 2 just for people that type don't know two, the sorry, type 2 is two. is what they call sort of quote unquote acquired diabetes or adult, adult onset, onset which is not adult onset anymore cuz kids get it too but it's it's that you have mistreated your body and so your body is not producing insulin or it is producing insulin but your cells aren't responding i'm not going to go too deep into it but mm-hmm. you did it to, it's that you, you did, did it, it to yourself it's that you did it to yourself in <laughs> yeah. uh diabetes um so so he so finally um he started to open up uh to me about his diabetes and that he heard about fasting and he knows that I fast every every month and he he wanted to try it. So we had a conversation and we sort of set a plan and 
he tried he he i lost him for like two weeks i didn't hear from him and he called he he called me out of nowhere when i got here and he he's like such a pep in his voice and he's so excited he goes jeff i did it i did it like this and this and this and he used to take insulin every night long acting insulin every night um like inject himself and he goes i did this and this and guess what i don't take insulin anymore that's insane that was in let's say a week and a half right i did what no doctor pretty much can do with any medication i mean no absolutely no doctor can do with any medication yep i cure i helped him cure his diabetes right his blood sugar levels are now in the 80s 70s and 80s all the time and he check he's still checking it i told him to keep checking it because we gotta we gotta make sure on top of it and so his insulin production slash response is fixed that's insane and all you did was tell him to eat less food (laughs) (laughs) to stop eating for a couple days i think that's something i would call sustainable uh cost effective uh, you know, it's like it's recession so proof. Yeah, we get distracted <laughs> from the really simple, powerful stuff. And we're not saying every single person is going to respond that same way. But these stories are important to tell because they are they are not one off anomaly cases, mm-hmm. but they are not things being told to people as viable options to try. What's the worst thing that happens? His he keeps taking insulin. What's and his yeah. food bill goes down? Like no, there's no negative that comes with this. He's not going to starve to death. By eating less, right? Not not for many, many days. I mean, the human body, a typical human body can go over a month without without a single bite of food. And people do it. They There's clinics all over the world, and mainly in Russia, that that this is, this is a protocol. This is a treatment protocol. They go in, they spend 30 days or 40 days without eating a single thing, and you know they all they do have medical supervision, mm-hmm. but they do it, and you can do it too. I'm not saying that you should, but I'm saying you're capable if yeah. you wanted to, and that's a very powerful thing to understand because you just realize that the portions that you're consuming are crazy, mm-hmm. and the frequency too. Like I think this natural versus normal kind of duo that we always talked about. It's not natural to eat six times a day. It's not. No. This is not it's how... Normal. Our, it's It's normal, exactly. Just like having bunions is normal, but it's <laughs> not supposed to happen. And I think it's almost... I just realized this. Fasting is kind of like the going barefoot for it foot is. health. It because is. it's just less. It's like, do less. Get away from the... Like, the, sh- the shitty shoes we wear is like the shitty food we eat. It's, yeah. it's just like... It's so simple. Yeah. So, Absolutely. And, and so this fasting, like you do it three days once a month, uh, a water... Water fast, so you have nothing but water. Make sure you drink a lot of water. Um, and it's almost like a, a maintenance cleanup. The analogy I thought of when you were talking about this was, because it was interesting, we went to my family dinner and people were, were curious, but you could tell that they were taking the perspective of, nah, you shouldn't do this because most mm-hmm. people don't want to. But it was like, if I gave you a day, so giving your body three days without having to digest food would be like someone saying, you get two days off of work, but you got to clean your house for most of that time you know how clean your house would be yeah. it would be insane yeah. because you don't have any other stuff to do i'm just gonna clean my house i make sure there's no dust anywhere i'm gonna replace broken parts whatever 
And that's what your body's doing. It's cleaning house of all the crap because you have this. It's like it won the resource lottery. It's like, what? We don't have to do something that we spend almost all day doing? Okay. Okay. Let's get the troops to go out everywhere and inspect all the shit that we maybe haven't been keeping track of. Right. It's like the analogy I made last night was imagine if you're running a big company and you had the opportunity to shut down like the main production warehouse for a couple days and divert all of those resources to other departments to help catch up. Imagine the kind of power that that, that would have. Mm-hmm. And and companies do that. It's, they're called the retreats. You know, all of the, it's mostly executives, but they all go for a weekend or a week and they just focus on other things than the day-to-day stuff. And those are some of the most powerful business techniques that exist. They're mm-hmm. all, it's, it's all the same thing, you know? It's the same. You take your car to the shop, it gets tuned up, you know, it takes a break from all that grinding and toxic, toxin-producing activity. Like, it just takes a break mm-hmm. and resets. And that is extremely powerful. And beyond that, it also helps um, sort of, quote, defective cells or cells that are, that are not functioning properly to autophagy? be to be what... to be cleaned up. Yeah, people are talking about that. I'm hearing more about autophagy more and more now of how your body literally eats its own garbage yeah, when it, it gets a... a break from all the normal processes. Yeah, it 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 breaks down and 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 gets rid of the cells that aren't functioning properly. You know, the whole thing the the cells are all connected to each other, right? And then they talk about when they're not connected, then they're allowed they're allowed to or do they... weird things on their own. Right. Yeah. So when when you have this process of identifying cells that are not functioning properly and you can clean them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good way of explaining it. And, I, and just before we finish with the nutrition part, I heard uh, Gabby Reese was on Joe Rogan recently and she made a beautiful, uh, simple analogy when it comes to food. She said, you need to separate food and fun because a bagel is a whole lot of fun, but it's not food. And you need to a know bagel. a bagel. <laughs> a bagel. <laughs> where did bagels come from? I wonder where the first bagel was. It's like, oh, let's just make a piece of bread with a hole in it and call it <laughs> something new. But she but she talked about how, okay, sometimes it's okay to have fun. If you're going to eat that bagel, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But just know you're having fun. You're not eating food. Right? No, no, just recognize these things and always try and because it makes people have this binary thing where it's like, how do I wonder how this would be classified? Well, yes. the list to go down is if I'm buying it and it comes in a cardboard box and can stay on a shelf for a month, it's probably going to be a whole lot of fun, but it's not yeah. food. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like it's like sitting on the couch watching Netflix. It's fun, yeah. but it's just fun. What if you sit on the ground and do 90-90? There you go. That's now, real fun. change it up. <laughs> so I, the, the last thing let's talk about is the, you know, so Jeff is in the first group of uh, foot nerds. We launched this program and uh, started this year. We're taking 100 people this year. The next opening is in June. But essentially, this Footner program was a way. It was it was our best initial attempt to get to crowdfund a platform to start to address the the problems that we're seeing in terms of what traditional health education is missing, right? Like we started doing these optimized fundamental courses for physiotherapists because you know Mike and I graduated from physiotherapy. And we look back now, we look back at the way we treat and what we learned not that long ago, we're like, there's a big disconnect. There's a problem here because 
they're teaching stuff from 20 years ago. <laughs> remember, do you remember Tim's story? The slide in one of the physio classes hadn't changed in 17 years yeah. in the school. 17 years. So, so we need to. There needs to be a health education platform that is sim- that simplifies things because this is kind of the big theme that we'll talk about at the end is just simplifying things that evolves quickly, that has an element of community, and if you can make it so that this community not only gets provided with an education platform to constantly stay up to date, but that that platform uses the resources to help those people live their best life, to help those people deliver that information to the masses and and help with this global sense of purpose. It's like, I want to be part of this movement. It's accessible. All I have to do is commit to learning and then want it to be part of this community. And every single person helps everyone else improve and get better. So that's what the vision is. So what are your first impressions of kind of everything so far? And, and then we could talk about like some of the big things we talked about in terms of improving this. And I think it's your outlook on it from a, um, you know, a company culture background. Right. And it, having gone through the MD degree. So you've like this whole education gap is, I think, probably very well illustrated with you. And someone who found enough value before we even started talking more frequently to apply and be part of the first group. You know, what are your thoughts? The Footner program is something that's going to be very, very powerful. It's going to be very, it's going to be a really incredible tool for people to connect with each other and to just find the the right way of doing things, the simple way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's health is very simple because the body is already very complicated mm-hmm. and competent. Yeah, it's, it's, it's compl- very good. At doing it's it's high tech. Yeah. Um, so we'd have to. I think what basically happened is when you don't find the educational platform that is doing the right thing, then you just have to create it yourself. Yeah. And that's what I think. That's what the Footner program offers people. It's not that you or we are creating the the content and the you know the the curriculum let's say mm-hmm. is that we're offering that is offering people the opportunity to build their own curriculum with support yeah that's what i think it really is because you're already seeing some of the funders going out and giving their own workshops their own seminars mm-hmm. they're they're doing it you know exactly none of this information is new or groundbreaking Mm-hmm. It's just a new approach to delivering the information. Yeah, it's just well, what I always say is that we're not we're not teaching people anything new. We're just reminding them, mm-hmm. reminding them of how they yeah, of of, of how they were supposed to live, and reminding them at how feasible it is to implement this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the Footner program to me is is just a, a a tool and a community that can help support other people trying to do great things mm-hmm. and you know the fact that money is set aside um specifically for charitable activities hosted by foot nerds that shows exactly what it's really what it's all about exactly so we so tfc give or, or i'm not sure what we're going to call it eventually but it's basically 
a portion of everyone's we've kind of allocated where each tuition dollar that comes in goes where the resources are put or saved towards uh, putting in future um, you know a portion of it is to pay faculty to update the curriculum the curriculum that by the way comes in from all the other foot nerds we just have to kind of organize it and format it and do the admin of of making sure that it gets implemented quick and in a way that is seamless and has a good experience for all the foot nerds but also a portion of it goes to TFC give and and the initial thought behind that was let's not only give money to charity give a like have more into this than just making money or creating a program let's create a program that also has the ability to help others right even in non-related realms and what we said was instead of just giving it to a charity let's use that fund to implement charity that's meaningful to the foot nerds right like be the people that execute the um giving or or the the helping and I think that could be super powerful because it gives it gives the ability of the footners to actually be on the ground, seeing people that are in need of help, helping people um, in whatever way, you know, and I, we can and find. I, I think that the transparency of it all is something that's also very powerful. I've never seen any program ever give you a breakdown of where every dollar is going mm-hmm. like every dollar that you're that you're investing where is it going that's something that that's something that's extremely powerful mm-hmm. and more companies need to start to be held to that standard you know the health healthcare is like the biggest one yeah. you have no idea why that surgery costed thirty thousand dollars <laughs> yes right exactly and then now hospital there's a tw- there's an initiative for 2019 that hospitals have to now publish a sort of menu of mm-hmm. prices that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, no kidding. And and just, I think the biggest thing that transparency does is it 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 delivers accountability. You have to if everyone sees what you're doing, you need to be accountable to your actions. Especially if you're saying what we're saying with the footnote program is we will be stewards of the resources and execute the wishes of all the footnotes. Yeah, I mean it's it's not about us exactly. It's about the cause. It's about the purpose is about what we're doing. That's mm-hmm. what matters. And I think now that I think about it, being trans- being that transparent also sort of removes you from being any amount of important. Mm-hmm. It's about everybody. Exactly. Um and it's and you're just, you know, an assistant mm-hmm. to the to the to the cause. You're you're just a steward of the cause and more businesses need to realize that if you don't if you don't have a cause if you're not if there's not a goal that you know or a purpose of your organization what do you have beyond you just know, making just, money just making money doesn't make any sense making money for the for the sake of making money and it's not sustainable it won't mm-hmm. it, it can't last because the people need to know need to understand why they're doing what they're doing well you said when you buy something, you're voting. Every single thing you buy or spend money on, you have done work, some sort of value to society to acquire resources. When you spend those resources, it is a vote saying that you support what you just spent that on. Yep. So, and, and that was like, the every everyone that registers to be part of the Footner program or eventually, you know, the bigger program that is not about feet, right? Like feet are literally just our foot in the door, pun intended. Um, is voting to create a better health education platform than what currently exists by crowdfunding. Every single person crowdfunds it and gets access for the entire lifetime, for the, for basically for eternity with regards to this program, where 
you pay tuition once, but in five years, you will have access to the most updated version of that curriculum that came out, the update that came out that month, five years and one month later. You are part of that community forever. Yeah, and the community will support you and help you to make money yourself so you yeah. can live and you can continue to share the message, right? That people don't like to talk about, about money very much, but if you can't support yourself, how are you going to support others? How are you going to go give that talk if you don't have a car, if you don't have a house, if you don't, if you live on the street? So part of the, I think that we've agreed that part of the Foot Nerd program is going to be sort of the financial coaching or business coaching to help everybody in this community to be successful mm-hmm. while also collaborating right and and promoting collaboration i don't think we've had a single incidence of you know talking down about any other group or company or anything like that because we are we actually have decided that we're going to try to attend every conference and seminar and the educational event and and connect with those people because mm-hmm. again it's not about any single one of us it's about ch- making a big significant change yeah. in the world and health the is that- not a zero-sum game your benefit in terms of helping others and being compensated for it does not is not mutually exclusive to someone else being successful everyone becoming healthier benefits everyone and yeah i i think that's a that's a very big part of it i always look at money as fuel it's like fuel in and of itself and braxton even put it this way fuel in and of itself does nothing it just sits there you need a vehicle with a direction in mind to put the fuel into you need a a person with purpose and then money is just the fuel to give them the freedom or to give them access to achieving this better life but go where they want to go exactly but by itself is nothing it means nothing i like that so the last well we pretty much covered it but you know, the bigger conversation of where the Footner program is going to go, where the Foot Collective is going, and we're already starting to do this with the podcast, is trying to talk about health without siloing it into these. We have to choose different topics, but the whole overarching principle is that health and wellness can come through simplification, through living a simpler life, through understanding all these biological mismatches. And we started with mental health and the biological mismatch of, of how our minds have been shaped and, and carved out over time and how they exist in this current snapshot of 2019. Talk about food, the mismatch there, movement, sitting too much um, and, and not being and losing the ability to move. Simplify your life. Simplify. Our, we want to simplify the education so that every single person feels empowered to say, oh, that's easy. I get it. I got to start doing this now or I got to start doing this tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's you know respect the complexity by keeping it simple, mm-hmm. right? You you're you're absolutely welcome to learn about every single physiological process in the body and the anatomy and you know uh, the cell structure and every yeah you can if if that if that interests you that's awesome, but just because there's that much complexity in the body doesn't mean that you have to create complex solutions for it. Yeah, it actually means the opposite. Right, like the more advanced the computer is, doesn't it get easier and easier to use? Mm-hmm. Right, Un- sure. to the point where it does, to the point where artificial intelligence gets involved, and now you start typing something in Google, and the rest of it's already po- already populating. Mm-hmm. Right, that's that's a more complex system, 
and and how do you interact with it mm-hmm. i agree more simply yeah that's the the that's human body is so incredibly complex we don't even understand it okay whoever says we understand the body perfectly they are kidding someone we don't even understand we don't even understand the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how our brains work yeah and and, and how the communication systems really exist between the organs of our body but there's nothing on this planet more complex than a biological system, mm-hmm. right? And so you ne- you don't need to put complexity on top of it. It's mm-hmm. already millions and millions of years of 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 tweaking and and mm-hmm. in the purpose of that or you know the natural sort of direction of evolution is not that it's it's there's any destination that it's trying to get to but as it grows and goes through that journey the life of of the being that's in that vehicle is more is it's meant to be more simple mm-hmm. and we've you and know it's healthier through, right through now simplicity. we we're in a you know we had the industrial revolution not not that long ago maybe a you know, hundred years right i don't know i don't know Something anyway like <laughs> it hasn't been that long and we are the human race has gotten so excited about technology and so excited about innovation that it's just like creating things for the sake of creating. Yeah, we forgot a for, lot of stuff. for the excitement of creating, but then we forget that when you create something and you market it, people will use it, mm-hmm. and you might you might be harming those people. True, and that might that might go on for a long time until people realize it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so right. so it's, you know, just got to be careful. <laughs> and be and keep it simple. And the other day I thought I thought of this analogy where health I was doing a puzzle and I looked at the puzzle at one point and I was like, "Holy shit, there's a lot of pieces here." And you never get anywhere by looking at pieces individually. Because you don't know how they lock into everything else. It's almost like we have this giant puzzle where there's a password on. It. It's a password to health. And all these individual realms of health are puzzle pieces. So everyone's focused on, oh, my, we got the most important puzzle piece or we got the solution to this puzzle mm-hmm. piece. But you never get the password unless all the puzzle pieces talk together and figure out how it, what is the overarching messages that everyone needs to be exposed to so that the minutia can, they can do what they want with the individual pieces, but they need to put everything together. And that's what I think we've got. We've got into this system where we've siloed the medical system into these individual units or we look at the body in these individual units, but we forget, oh, it's, we just got to put all the pieces together and then there's a really simple solution. So anyway. Uh, and <laughs> I just I just imagine like a group of doctors sitting there looking at one puzzle piece <laughs> for the last hundred years, yeah. thinking that they could solve the whole thing with that one piece. But yeah, you, you got to look at the whole thing and just it becomes easy at that point. And then I thought of like all these big companies that, really have no more that, that are like these almost not every company is evil but there are some companies that just don't have their shit aligned and and you see them cutting pieces off the little puzzles so that's harder to put together <laughs> it's like an obstacle to solving the puzzle uh anyway and someone's paying them to cut it yeah yeah exactly is it anyway, snowing uh it might be snowing it is anyway we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast it, it you know it was kind of broad and we didn't have one specific direction but i think we covered a lot of good good points on different topics so if you want more information about the Footnote program, you go to thefootcollective.com, click on the Footnote tab, and, um, and anyway, try and find things that you can implement out of what we talked about, whether it's on the mental health side of things, whether it's 
go 10, go 10 hours, go five hours without eating and see how you Just do challenge yourself, challenge yourself. And, and everyone's challenge level is different, right? For you, it might be, I'm going to try and go two hours without eating or, and just see how it feels, see how much power food can have over you and how well you can, can be at fighting. at just knowing this is not going to harm me. This is going to be hard. It's not easy, but I still want to do it. It's worth trying, um, improve stuff to yourself and just use yourself as your own experiment because really that's all you, that's your best piece of data is how you react to something that you change in your life. And it can be very powerful. So we hope you enjoyed that. And we'll catch you next week.